Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Shots in arms and money in pockets. America. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel, Irish Whiskey Made Me Do It, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, Counting Calories So Wash. And on this week's show, Robin Hood bought what? Uber Anarchy in the UK and Botox is booming. We'll be right back. Job advertising is pretty simple, right? Write a good ad, find the right channel, run tests, research others, translate data, optimize. Okay, maybe it's not that simple, but there is something that helps bring it all together and put it in autopilot for you. That's programmatic job ads with JobAdX. JobAdX gathers hundreds of channels and their job seeker audiences into one place so that your ads reach far and wide without having to create a ton of new accounts. Create ad campaigns with no minimum spend or results focused and based on a engagements from candidates. Have full control of your job ads using the Job Ad X self-serve platform. Welcome to Uncomplicated Job Ads. Find out how you can start attracting and engaging candidates with your ads in three steps at jobadx.com slash get dash started dash today. That's jobadx.com slash get dash started dash today. Oh, shots are the theme of this week. Me doing yes. whiskey shots and your wife getting shots. That's right, baby. Yeah. Julie got on a wait list and here in Indiana, this is so freaky. All the states have like their own way of doing this shot thing. And then mm-hmm. it almost seems like the counties are doing their own things as well. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it was as easy for you to get shots. I was lucky enough, um, almost like I had a cheat code where I got in the next day. As soon as it yep. hit, you know, hit the age, it was like, boom, I got in the next day. Julie got on a wait list because this state will not waste any uh, any of the vaccine. So if somebody cancels, they have a, a list of people to call yep. and they call and say, can you be here in 30 minutes? She was like, yes. And she was she <laughs> ran up the steps. She was glowing and yep. she was off. So I, I was I've been on that same list for months. Uh, they haven't called me yet, uh, but I'm scheduled next Friday to get my first shot uh, here locally, which is fun. So it's 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 amusing when they when you add them when you get added to the wait list, they give you two phone numbers, or at least this was my case. They gave you two numbers uh-huh. to make sure we're in your contact list. Uh-huh. So when they called, yes, you know 
whatever showed up or so. So I'm wondering uh, if Julie mentioned putting those in her phone with the name of who was calling. And when she saw that call come in, obviously got excited. She answered any call. And that was that was her that was that was it. It was like, I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't care. I'm just going to answer any call. And I'm actually getting my second shot next Friday. You'll be heading into uh, the the opportunities of getting the fuck out of the house. And I will be in my second phase of fuck. Yeah. I know you're taking a week off. Is that part of the vaccine uh, love tour that's going (laughs) to Oh, dude, we are on Airbnb. Uh, we've got all these different trips that are planned. That week is in April where I am actually marrying a couple of my friends in, okay. uh, in Charleston. Yeah, I, for- I forgot you have that distinction now. You're going to be... Clergy. Yeah, clergy. <laughs> clergy. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, we won't mention the name of the uh, the company, but both of us got an email today saying, hey, we're, we're looking at doing an analyst day. We're looking at fall of this year. Uh, we're doing a quick survey of whether you'd be up for face-to-face or you want uh, the virtual thing. And I, I think both of us answered within two minutes saying like, we're good for face-to-face. Yeah, we're, we're good for a trip somewhere. Let's do this. We'll do that thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be vaccinated and ready to go. Uh, so St. Patrick's Day was yesterday. Did you do anything special besides counting calories for your, your summer bod? to make an appearance. Yeah. Usually I don't worry about that shit, but during COVID I've been extra indulgent, <laughs> extra drinky, extra drinky. So, so therefore I've backed off a tad and, and, and we're, we're focused on uh, getting, getting fit and trim so that we can mm. get the fuck out of here and look good. Boring. Yeah. I'll take that. I, uh, <laughs> aside from uh, a good share of my, of my Guinness uh, here in the house, I had a, a cavalcade, a parade, if you will, of Irish whiskeys that I sampled and I'm a little hungover. I don't know if you can tell, but this, <laughs> this is a pretty low energy podcast for the weekly That's for me, but Thursday. Uh, I mean, it's always on. a great time to think about Ireland, uh, my grandfather, Irish roots. And I just, first shout out for me is I want to just name off some names of Irish listeners that, that are friends and, and love the show. Uh, Adam Chambers, of oh, yeah. course, Neil Dunwoody, Shane Gray, yep. who's probably in Fiji or Bora Bora uh, right now anyway. So who, you know, whatever, Patty Doyle, uh, who we've had pizza with, have a pizza with Patty Doyle. That's the most un-Irish or Irish thing ever. Uh, Andrea Wade, Johnny Campbell, Dave Ralph, uh, Ivan Stojanovic. Irish recruiter. Uh, not a very Irish name. Yes, the Irish recruiter with the most non-Irish name Because he's, he's from Croatia. That's why. <laughs> Put a Mick in front of it, and it's Mick Stojavonic or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, love the Irish. We're all a little Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Shout out to our, our Irish fans. Yeah, uh, I've got to give Ivan big props this week. Number one, he has a tool... That's called MyRobot.Works. It is probably yep. one of the strongest yeah. tools that, that are out there. And if you're a recruiter, I'm not going to go into, in, into great detail, but if you're a recruiter and you don't know what MyRobot.Works is, get your ass there now. Uh, then Ivan also was saying, hey, you guys are, are looking to travel. Have you looked at Croatia? And then he started sending me stuff and I'm like, holy fuck, we're just, we're going to go and bounce around Europe and Croatia is definitely going to be one of the must attend, let's say on, on the, on the tour, the SOWASH tour. 
Uh, so at least 30 days in Croatia. So big, big, big props and, and shout out to Ivan. Yeah, no doubt. And big shout out to uh, Jobvite, uh, sponsor of the show. They announced today before we went on that they were officially moving their HQ to Indianapolis, yes. the, uh, the, the breadbasket and the birthplace of online recruiting for those that are in the know. So uh, glad to have a HQ, a big name uh, in our industry uh, established here in Indianapolis. Now we're trying to get them to open up a little sound studio so we can go in and, and do live <laughs> shows, but but that's sort of on the back burner. They got bigger things to, to worry about, but we'll, we'll see if they can build us a studio. Down there in downtown, stocked Indy. with beer and live uh, from Jobvite headquarters. Yes. It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Uh, as we talk about uh, names, Jobvite in Indianapolis. Uh, shout out to Vettery, as it seems they're finally going to get rid of their stupid name <laughs> and rebrand as Hire.com. The thing that kills me about this is. They took far too long. They should have uh, made that cosmetic change, at least from the Hire.com standpoint, much faster. I mean, seriously, if you're in marketing and you're in sales and you can get away from, you know, a made up name, fucking do it. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, some good looking people sporting some good looking shirts this You're week. Chris, Christy Moon, super fan of the Dude. show, actually. One of the earliest super fans. She's uh, OG. Mark Vogel. Yeah, she is OG. Sporting some good te- good looking tees. Uh, and if you'd like a, a Chad and Cheese t-shirt of your own, what do they got to do, Chad? It's really simple. All you have to do is. is go to chadcheese.com, click on free up in the upper right hand corner or... Go to chadcheese.com slash free. And we give away t-shirts mm-hmm. powered by emissary.ai, but we also have beer from Adzuna that you could prospectively yep. win. Uh, David Bernstein actually had his beer hit his doorstep this week, right? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was loving it. Uh, a stout drinker. Oh, yeah. We Love actually it. let you kind of pick what kind of beer you want. So as a stout drinker, we had uh, an ample amount of black beer uh, sent yes. to him and uh, still trying to get a Zoom tasting on the calendar. But David Steven Seagal Bernstein, he's a happy man for sure. And it was all free. Thanks to Adzuna. Thanks to Adzuna. And then we have whiskey next week with Jill. Uh, that's already that's already scheduled, right? Yeah. And um, that's sponsored by Sovereign. And we got Robert Ruff on the call. Sweet. As well as Michael O'Dell on the call. <laughs> uh, both of them are in Nashville. So I don't know if they're going to be uh, socially distanced and in the same place or if they're just going to join the call separately. But yeah, excited for that. Uh, if you want whiskey, beer, or T-shirt, no cost to you. Head out to chadcheese.com slash free or click that button on the homepage. Amen. So, Joel, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, not. we we love lists and uh, we have landed on the AI HR's 65 plus global influencers in HR to follow in 2021 wow. list. I missed that. Are we on separately or together? We're, we're on together. They have okay. us... Uh, that's you know, scary. At the hip, as usual. <laughs> it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> you, <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> oh shit. Well, are you still doing events? I have an event next week and 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 first off, I'd like to say what a joy it was to have just 
a back and forth conversation with Madeline Lorano. She's she is wonderful to talk to. She's much easier than you are. Let me tell you. This week we talked about the state of programmatic uh, with job ads. And next week, so we did that podcast this week. Check it out, The State of Programmatic with Madeline Lorano. Now, she did research around programmatic, and we're actually going to dig deeper into it next week, March 23rd, from 1 to 2 Eastern. If you get a hr.com, navigate your way through their webcasts, you can either watch it live or the recorded version later. Either way, she does great work. And I think you and I both, Joel, we are big proponents of programmatic, performance-driven advertising. I can't disagree with any of the stuff you just said. Let's get to topics, shall we? All right. So this is one of the more fascinating news stories I think that we've reported on in a while. So Robinhood, you know, uh-huh. the the online trading app said on Monday uh, that it would buy recruiting firm Bank, which I've never heard of, no. uh, out in San Francisco for an undisclosed sum, uh, adding more than 80 employees to help Robinhood recruit talent. Uh, Bank will no longer be available to provide recruiting services. So they're basically shutting down their operation, unless your name is Robinhood. Uh, San Francisco-based recruiting firm was founded in 2002. And according to Glassdoor, has revenue of between 10 million and 25 million. I just find this very fascinating when you think about talent recruiting, getting people in the door, startups and tech companies needing folks why not just go buy a fucking recruiting firm? I mean, it seems sort of brilliant and obvious. uh, And it feels like a trend in the making. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they could have done that or they could have just gone to an RPO. I mean, one of the two. I mean, I think this is this is a weird way of of getting this done. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go buy a staffing firm. Well, why didn't you just go to an RPO and have them as long as you needed them? Or I mean, overall, this seems like a very lazy way to say that we need a recruiting function that's worth a shit. Let's go and just buy it and insert them into our organization. I mean, the problem is they have too much cash, obviously. They do have a lot of cash. I I don't know. I mean, look, I can go get eggs at the grocery store, but if I have my own chickens, the eggs are maybe a little better. Maybe they're a little fresher. Maybe they're a little more organic. I don't know. I mean, maybe... Maybe there's some some logic there. And by the way, Robinhood knows math, right? I mean, they're making money on spreads and and all that good stuff and stuff that's way out of my uh, my understanding. But you got to think somebody did the math around what are we paying, uh, you know, staffing firms or RPOs versus what we could just keep on our own. And maybe the math adds up. It was cheaper to just go buy somebody and keep those fees than to outsource it. I don't yeah. know. We, we've seen we've know. seen founders with cash do stupid shit. We've seen that over and over, not just in our industry, in many sure. industries, right? This is, I think, one of those situations. It's like just, uh, yeah, th- those guys over there, they, yeah, they look like they could be, let's just buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just buy that. We'll just buy them. Then we'll insert them into our organization. One, once again, this is interesting because we talk about like tech firms buying uh, like recruitment ad agencies or something like that. You're buying the talent to some extent, right? How yep. long is it going to take for that talent just to walk the fuck out the door? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's any industry for sure. And I doubt that all the recruiters on the company are under contract for any particular amount yeah. of time. So they could certainly walk. But I agree the the, the aqua hire 
uh, option here was interesting. You know, talking to uh, uh, Serge and uh, Brian from um, uh, Canada a couple weeks ago, I was guest on their show. We talked about uh, recruiting post COVID and would companies just rehire all these recruiters or load up or would they go more automation? And both Serge and Brian agreed. Uh, now they're both recruiters, so take that for what it's worth. But they yeah. think that companies are going to load up on on human beings. So if if you're on if you're in that if you're in that camp buying 80 recruiters was a pretty good move to just as opposed to recruiting 80 recruiters. I don't agree. <laughs> I was surprised that they were shutting down the recruiting business. I was thinking like they could they could have a scam going where they get the A A players yeah. and then they they send the C players, you know, to to, to the the competition. Like they yeah. could they could double dip while controlling the the playing field. Yeah, it's to me again, just seems lazy and that's what <laughs> happens when people have money. I mean, it is. A, you can throw money at shit when you have piles of it. The harder part is when you don't have money and you have to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think it's creative and I think it's a trend. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Twitter announces they've acquired a staffing company. Okay, well, who doesn't need a staffing company? Uh, actually they do, but, uh, Uber is in the news. Holy shit. Every week we're talking about them. Again. So we're talking about them again. So they had, they got a big case in the UK. Uh, Uber said 70,000 drivers in the UK will now be treated as in quotes workers earning at least the UK's national living wage and other benefits. Uber reported the worker classification is unique to UK labor law. Workers are not employees, but are entitled to the minimum wage, holiday pay, and a pension which is interesting. An Uber rep said Uber drivers will receive an earnings guarantee, holiday pay, and a pension, and will retain the flexibility they currently value. End quote. Uber said an estimated 99% of UK drivers already earn the minimum wage and also noted UK drivers will be paid holiday time based on 12.07, which is really a specific percentage of their earnings paid out Every two weeks, drivers will also be automatically enrolled into a pension plan with contributions from Uber. These contributions will represent approximately 3% of a driver's earnings. Fan or not so much, Chad? A big fan. I mean, we need to be treating people as if they matter. And Uber didn't have to treat these individuals as if they matter. I mean, they were just throwaway, to be quite frank. So overall, they have to work within the actual lines, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they were coloring outside the lines for, for a while. Now, this isn't just for Uber. This is anybody who is app-based, gig economy-based. So uh, yes, it, this is great that Uber is actually coming out and saying, okay, yes, we're starting to figure this out. No shit. You spent $200 million along with you know <laughs> Lyft and some of the others in, in California to try to get this thing defeated. Yep. We knew that you could figure it out, but guess what? In the US here, our votes are bought and paid for, right? Over in the UK, they've uh, they've showed us how the shit should work. So hopefully, we will actually muster the the, the fucking courage to look uh, down at these organizations and say, no, you can't treat people like mm -hmm. shit. You have to treat them like human beings. So I, that, and then I I want to I also want to transition to giving a shout out to Charter Communications, where yeah. This week, Charter announced they are raising its minimum wage starting to uh, $20 an hour for all employees in 2020. 
2022. Uh, Charter established a $15 an hour starting wage in 2018, announced in April of 2020 that it would permanently permanently raise its starting wage to $20 an hour. And today it's at 18. They have 3,000 positions in 41 different states. So I I think this this is great from an optic standpoint for charter, but also they have 3,000 positions open. There's competition, right? And they need something like this, I think. Yeah. And I think Competition is sort of the key, the key word there. And I think that, you know, Uber's about a 10 year old company, give or take, you know, it's about time that there, there's, there start to be some sort of a compromise, some sort of a government friendly, worker friendly, business friendly solution. And, and this, this, whether it's uh, San Francisco or California or the UK, this thing is sort of morphing into a hybrid of full-time work and, and contract work. And I think that it's really almost, it's good for Uber in a lot of different ways, but it's good for the sense that they have to start giving incentives for drivers to choose Uber over Lyft or DoorDash or whatever. So the gig economy now is becoming less about just hours that you work and money that you get paid from from a, a platform or, or a provider. And you're getting, you know, if I'm getting 3% contribution to, um, you know, my retirement from Uber mm-hmm. and I'm getting zero from Lyft, I'm going to do more Uber driving for sure, right? Like I'm going to be more committed to them. So now Lyft is going to have to come uh, forward with something that is friendly in terms of a retention or recruitment tool. And this is just going to like spiral into all the solutions so I think we're getting to a place where everyone's winning here. I think the workers, uh, the people driving are winning. I think uh, the companies are winning, maybe not as much as profitable as they like to be. But I think they're also pacifying government entities and everyone is sort of, uh, you know, getting a balance into this. And I think that's that's really healthy. Whether the U.S. adopts it or not, I don't know. But uh, I think you're going to see more of this. And that's the difference in taking a look at the U.K. versus the U.S. The the, the charter communications in the U.S., the company made the, de- the, the decision, right? And that's one organization. How many organizations are there here in the U.S.? So definitely applaud charter for that. But we, as a nation, have to make a standardized decision that we do not want our citizens living in poverty. And that's one of the biggest issues that we had before COVID. During COVID, it's gotten worse and worse. Uh, luckily, we, we we have checks going into the bank to, to, to help those individuals out. But still, that's a Band-Aid. We need a mm-hmm. long-term solution. Yeah. And you know how I know that the big, the big boom is coming, Chad? The big, the version 2.0 of the Roaring Twenties. You know how uh, I know? How's that? Zip recruiter ads. Oh, I'm Jesus. seeing lots and lots and lots of zip recruiter ads. And that means the good times are coming, folks. Trust <laughs> trust in zip is the barometer of that. Uh, geez. Let's take a break. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign... You control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. 
No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. All right. So staying on the side of the UK, big question. Did you have Cole apply for that Minecraft landscaper position that I sent sent you? (laughs) So, yeah, I love that jobs are being put out for virtual repair. Like we can't even fix our own shit. Now we got to fix the (laughs) virtual world. But uh, no, I think I think he's off Minecraft and I think I think he's on Fortnite now. Or Call of Duty. Minecraft is like for kids. I think he's I think he's off that. The company that actually did this, the name of the company is called What Shed. And here here's a taste of the actual job description. Mm-hmm. There is no denying the popularity of Minecraft. In 2020, there were 126 million players as Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo and Switch. Anyway, we thought we'd take our gardening passions into the virtual world. So really what they're doing here Mm -hmm. is they're starting to implement their brand into these kids' brains. What shed actually has like real real live sheds, not just virtual sheds, sheds that you put in your backyard, right? So will you be using sheds that are branded what sheds to build out your landscape in Minecraft? And then when you are, you know, old enough to actually, I don't know, buy a fucking house, what kind of shed do you think you're going to (laughs) buy? I love that we've moved from Red Bull and like cool shit to pimping sheds on young kids. I, I, I mean, it, it, does it not fit? <laughs> it does, I mean, seriously, what are the what are the child labor laws around virtual work? <laughs> like, are there 
have we, have we cracked down on that yet or not? Jeez, that's oh, and how Jesus. are they paid? Are they paid with NFTs or uh, uh, Dogecoin? Like how how are payments sent to them? <laughs> T- TBD, TBD. So many questions. So many questions. We're just figuring the Uber stuff out. We need to figure out child labor on the internet. Jesus, so many things, <laughs> things to deal with. Well, fortunately, shout out quick to Dice. The yes. innovation machine continues on. So this past week, I don't know if you if you miss it, but they added self assessment. Uh, helping people find their voice. Uh, with 12 minutes, you can find yourself uh, on Dice Kids. They've partnered with Human Intelligence to help your career goals. And also Clarence Jobs, who they own, launched Meetings. This is an integration that allows recruiters to link their calendar with the job board's platform, then invite candidates to set up appointments for live chat, video, phone, or in-person conversations. The innovation machine continues to chug along at Dice Kids. Shout out to them. How are any of those worth a press release? Anyway, I'm moving on to Smart Recruiter's press release. Oh, this don't is get bullshit. me on Silk Road. Don't get me on Silk Road. <laughs> I didn't even know they were still alive. I thought that company was dead. That was the press release. They, they sent out something like, oh, we've added text messaging. And I think both of you, you and I said, Silk Road is still around? Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to them for living. Uh, forget Jesus. about text messaging. They, they're still alive. <laughs> Good job. All right. Re- read, us into, read us into Smart Recruiters. Sure. Smart Recruiters uh, this week announced the launch of Talent Discovery. That's with a capital T and a D. Uh, This is an automated matching tool designed to help talent acquisition teams more effectively source and stock rank existing candidate profiles. Talent Discovery uses NLP and machine learning to surface applicants in a way that goes beyond the traditional resume. Employers can look for applicants with non-traditional backgrounds or experience, including uncommon career paths or uncommon degrees. These are categories uh, that, that people are stacked into and unearthing Uncommon candidates is pretty interesting. Uh, For example, a restaurant manager that was laid off might be a really good candidate for a customer service manager. So Mm. you got some inside scoop Mm. from uh, some smart recruiters, folks. What's going on there? Yeah, actually, uh, I think I woke Charney up this morning. Is he on the same nap schedule as I am? (laughs) I think so. I think he's he's constantly napping. No, but seriously, we've talked about this on several occasions. This Mm -hmm. type of tech needs to be core and standard in every single core platform that's out there. An applicant tracking system, CRMs, Mm -hmm. those organizations need to have this type of technology, matching type of technology, parsing, matching, bred, I mean, really into the system. My, My first question to him was, was this a collaboration with a partner or was it an internal build? Yeah. And it, it, it's an internal build. Now that's, again, that, that's a decision, right? You either build a uh, buyer partner mm-hmm. and they're looking to build at least thus far, you know, and, and being able to standardize data sets and those types of things. So you can have the arguments last discussion around whether partner build or buy are the best. I just like that they're doing it. One, I, that, that's it. They, they have to be going in this direction and they are. We always, we beat this horse till it's dead and then we continue to beat it. You have to, you have to think of again, the Amazon scenario. Yeah. And as the press release actually says, 
this technology, talent discovery, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, talent discovery learns role requirements and hiring success criteria specific to each employer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there are so many varieties of holy shit, just in that short, uh, that short sentence. Number one, it's learning role requirements and hiring success criteria, which means human behavior. Tech isn't biased. Humans are. Humans make bad or biased decisions, and sometimes they are bad and biased. The hard part is if you have an iteration uh, of this for every single one of your clients, can you imagine trying to manage that? That's going to be uh, something that the companies are going to have to invest in uh, from an auditing standpoint, uh, from a validation standpoint, those types of things. Yeah, look, uh, from my perspective, this is an arms race and you've got oh, yeah. smart recruiters, you've got Greenhouse, you've got Jobvite and you've got ISEMs. Um, and then you have the bigger boys uh, above that. But And they're all jockeying to be in that position. And in the one platform to rule them all, this arms race means you better build shit yourself or you better buy somebody to integrate into your stuff. I think partnering is is probably not in the cards for most of these companies. They just put up put up app stores and marketplaces to provide stuff. And then when it becomes popular enough, they just buy it or or build their own solution. And fortunately with the tools that are available now around NLP, machine learning, uh, you know, organizing big data uh, provided by companies like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera. I don't doubt that smart recruiters built this home homemade, but th- they probably had some help somewhere from one of those big companies and those those platforms sort of being the underlying technology to a lot of this means you better build this shit yourself. Um, so I, I, I love this. I love that everyone's moving beyond, hey, upload a resume and we're EEOC compliant and they're going to awesome tech. And I think that's going to continue. I think the consolidation is going to continue. So yeah, all the kids are doing it. Uh, all the kids are doing, you know, matching uh, in this way and smart recruiters just put their own flavor on it. And, uh, and here we go. The arms race continues. What they didn't do in their own flavor was name it. Talent discovery, which is the exact same thing that Career Builders product does <laughs> called talent discovery. And, and it's funny because mm-hmm. you kind of laugh it off because this, this is almost like one of the bigger players now in the market looking at Career Builder, who was, you know, the biggest, you know, one of the bigger players yeah. uh, and saying, you guys are dying. We know it. And we don't give a fuck. We're going to name this what we want to name this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, too, because smart sort of lends itself to marketing, right? Like everything they do could be smart something, whether it's smart discovery, smart match, smart whatever. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. I'm sure the marketing team had no uh, awareness of Career Builder when they named this product. But, yeah, stick it to Career Builder is always fun. And we were <laughs> in it, we were able to put Career Builder into the show uh, which they weren't originally. So that's that's always a good thing. Gotta love it. LinkedIn got your attention. Speaking of companies that we have to throw in the show every week. Yeah. Uh, what are what are they up to, those squirrely son of a guns? So this week I received a screenshot that LinkedIn is asking hiring companies to claim their jobs. So it seems that such a small amount of their overall composition of jobs in the system are direct from companies and nearly all of them are from aggregators that they want the companies because their deduplication sucks so bad. They want the companies to actually come in and 
through their own task, weed out the real from the fake jobs. So to me, it was, it was like, wow, LinkedIn owned by Microsoft, supposed to be a leader in the market. And they're going through this manual do-it-yourself bullshit as opposed to being able to identify which jobs are coming from where, which ones are original sources and which ones are not. I mean, it's it's almost like they got in the game yesterday. This is this is something that I would see Facebook doing, who really is in the game very late, right? Mm -hmm. And and doing an amateur job of it. This is fucking amateur hour from LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, from a historical perspective, and and you you and I are old enough and we'll get to the Botox story in a little bit. (laughs) But um you know, there was a time, I don't know if you remember this, where LinkedIn had sort of their own postings, like native postings. And then they partnered with Simply Hired yeah. to have like additional, like, oh, also from the web, backfill. Right? like to tab backfill. And I always thought like, why don't they just fucking buy Simply Hired? Like they're in the same neighborhood. They can probably get it for, you know, a good deal. And then they can just be an Indeed competitor. And then they can yeah. just have like all the jobs. And then they can say, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, sponsor your jobs if you're already on LinkedIn and then they can like make pay-per-click money from that. And they never did it. And they just, they continue to sort of focus on post your jobs in your account. And then like you got this whole aggregation thing. And it's just, I, I wish, I wish 10 years ago, they would have just said, you know what, let's just take on the aggregators. Let's be one ourselves, buy and simply hired, bring their talent over. And, and that's our game. And I feel like they are still trying to figure out what the fuck they want to be when they grow up in terms oh, yeah. of job postings. And this yep. just sort of highlights the clusterfuck that's going on over at LinkedIn when it comes to job postings, which is yeah. something they should have figured out 10 years ago. Oh, easily. Yeah. And this just illustrates their model is shit when it comes down to, to this product. Yeah. And I didn't realize it, but also received uh, more research that many of the aggregators that are out there receive a shit ton of traffic directly from LinkedIn. And that tells me two things. Number yep. one, obviously backfill is, is, is smart. And number two, obviously LinkedIn doesn't have shit for uh, real jobs that are posted or taking feeds from direct from hiring companies. So therefore this backfill is really the lion's share of the, the, yeah. the jobs that, that are yeah. being interacted with from LinkedIn users. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the fact that I don't go through my LinkedIn feed and see like sponsored jobs that match, you know, my profile yeah. is, is a crime against advertising. Well, and, and that's an entirely different <laughs> discussion, though, too, because they're matching as shit. Yes, but they could have figured that out if they had bought simply. Hot. Yeah. OK. All right. So we agree. <laughs> it's crazy. We agree it's fucked up. They miss the They missed the boat. LinkedIn. And now it's like, what the Jesus. hell do we do? Maybe they can get uh, work zoo back. Uh, into business or or jobster. I don't know. Anyway, so we're we're pretty bearish on LinkedIn this week, but we're super bullish in the world of uh, investment. Uh, a company that this. we think is very exciting. Yes. So the company is called this. Work Chew, and then Chew is in what I do at lunch, dinner, and breakfast time. Uh, my minority owned biz. Uh, black woman, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Cindy Gallup, if you haven't heard our interview with her, was a big proponent of um, minorities starting their own businesses. And so that that off 
off the off the you know to start this thing is great. But WorkTrue uh, startup that turns hotels and restaurants into on-demand flexible workspaces. Let me say that again: a startup that turns hotels and restaurants into on-demand flexible workspaces. Announced this week that it has raised $2.5 million uh, in an oversubscribed seed round, which I'm not exactly sure what an oversubscribed <laughs> seed round is. Maybe you can explain it to me. Uh, Harlem Capital led the deal. Uh, so with work too, company employees can access workspaces wherever they are, uh, whether in an urban corridor or a suburban outside or a suburb outside of, the, of a major city. Uh, work to is currently in Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, uh, and is looking to open soon in New York City, Atlanta, Miami, San Francisco, Seattle, L.A., and Denver. Indianapolis is not on the roadmap, unfortunately for us. Uh, work to offers an alternative to coffee shops, libraries, and places uh, like WeWork. So, yeah, basically, you can uh, daily or weekly uh give your workers the ability to go to a restaurant. They partner with restaurants. So you don't have to sit there like, I got to order food. You're actually like part of the the work to network. They promise you Wi-Fi. They promise you uh, a power source if you uh, do reserve a table in one of the restaurants. I think this is fucking genius. I feel like, why didn't I think of this? It's beautiful. <laughs> so good luck to them. I think this is a story that we're going to be looking closely uh, at in the next few years. And I think they're going to they're gonna get some competition for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for $50 a month for an individual, you have unlimited access to workplaces, 10% discount off of food, bottom, uh, bottomless coffee or tea, access to work to member perks and cancellation at any time. Beautiful. For, from my standpoint, this allows the remote workforce, which I, I I really believe we're going to expand into after COVID. We will continue to have a large percentage of the workforce composition will be remote. Instead of working in our homes all the damn time, you will be able to bounce out to several locations in the city mm-hmm. and actually do work. Now, the cool thing I think is, is you have a, a WeWork model and then this work to model. Uh, they both drive money into different areas. Number one being obviously buildings uh, Mm -hmm. where we're going to see more than likely companies won't return. So there's going to be empty space. How do you get people in there? How do you get revenue in there? WeWork is a great opportunity. And that is for more of, I think, like a group collaboration where work to is really just more from an individual standpoint, Mm -hmm. being able to allow those perks for that individual to go out, get the hell out of their house and go work somewhere. Yeah. So I, I really, really dig this. Yeah. Right. Business, right time. Um, I love it. And I love where it could go. I think it helps restaurants fill seats. I think it helps people engage that they wouldn't have normally. Uh, I'm sure at some point, if a company buys into work to all the employees are there and you can see who's at what restaurant or you can set up little work dates or work meetings in a, in a restaurant, obviously you're going to buy food, which is great for the restaurant, which has had a, a pretty tough year this year. I think the commercial real estate market, those guys probably start filling that space with restaurants or interesting workspaces that could plug into to work. Uh, work choose model. Uh, so I love this. I think this is this is a home run. I would do it for sure. Oh yeah, for, just for the free iced tea uh, and, <laughs> and Wi-Fi. But yeah, get out of the house, meet some people. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. And and if they can start to coordinate with bigger hotel chains, 
right? Yeah. In bigger restaurant chains and those types of things. If they can do that, this will spread like fucking wildfire. And the question would be, why wouldn't big hotel chains and big restaurants not want to do this? Because you are virtually just putting bait out there for people to come spend time. Yes, there's bottomless coffee. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to have to go over and wait on them. And they're not really spending a lot of money. But what's the opportunity of somebody actually having breakfast there, having yeah. lunch there? You know? Yeah. My uh, my niece runs, uh, she's a hotel manager, and, and when COVID hit, they turned their rooms into offices where you yeah. could go in for the day and, you know, they scrubbed, they scrubbed it hard and disinfected. Uh, but same kind of thing. They have rooms un, unfilled. Uh, business travel is going to be, you know, uh, tough in the next, you know, 24 months probably. Yeah. Um, this is great. We do that. You could, you could take all this commercial real estate. You could have test kitchens in there where you have interesting restaurants, Cluster you have a work, truck, baby. workspace. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like the opportunities, just right time, right place, right business uh, are really incredible. Uh, your your comment when we, when we were offline was like, I can't wait till they go public. I'm buying this shit. Oh, I'm buying this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Not to mention, I've already reached out to both founders. I, I was yeah. like, can you come on the show? I mean, I, I, I want that connection now. <laughs> I want that discount to Cheesecake Factory, baby. Come on, bring it. <laughs> bring it. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about Botox. You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvine. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobvite.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Okay. So it's hilarious that you uh, said Cheesecake Factory. It's probably just a, a very smart uh, segue, I'm going I'm I'm to say. But this week, I received a text from Rick Carsley. He sent me he sent me a TikTok. He's sending me TikToks all the time. It's a job seeker applying to a job at Cheesecake Factory yep. and then getting hit with a Myers Briggs test. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the background music is Mad World. And, and I mean it sends you it sends you into this like, you know, kind of like, oh my God, that that person's gotta be on suicide watch. But seriously, Cheesecake Factory giving a person a personality test for 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 what i mean yeah. this is this is yeah. fucking ludicrous yeah these this is employers just losing their shit when this shit happens <laughs> uh and speaking of losing our minds yes abc news reports uh this week on zoom fatigue obviously we've we've all been uh through hell this past year some of us more than others uh, so in this Zoom fatigue era, uh, we're seeing rising interest in plastic surgery. Botox is back, baby. Uh, yeah. In addition to many other things, the Zoom boom, as plastic surgeons uh, 
refer to it as is a huge increase in people who want Botox. Now, why do they want Botox? Because they're on fucking Zoom yeah. all day. And and the, the fascination that scientists have found out is that when we're on Zoom calls, we look at ourselves. And when we look at ourselves, we think, oh, wow, I've got wrinkles that I didn't know I had. I got bags <laughs> under my eyes. My lip is a little too, whatever it is, right? Yeah. I don't think about plastic surgery because my face is is perfect, but I know oh, other yeah. people have these issues. So there's a big boom in Botox. And also uh, the study uh, showed up, it was a selfie study. So they found that wearing masks, they did a thousand photographs of selfies with a mask and without a mask. And they've actually found that most people look more approachable and engaging with a mask over the course of the year. Like before that, anyone wearing a mask in the US was like, what the fuck is that dude up to? That's that's no good. Now it's like if they're masked, if they're masked, one, they're responsible. They care about your safety. Uh, they've learned to sort of talk with their eyes, which I think I have as well. Like if I see someone, I kind of squint instead of like smile or, or, hot or say hi. So so this is, masks are making people more uh, more appealing to others. Uh, and if they all get Botox, then that means their forehead will be nice and smooth uh, and they won't have <laughs> widow's peaks or, or crow's feet. Uh, so I don't know. Good, bad. Uh, it's just it is what it is. Botox is back, baby. Buy stock in that. We've never had to look at ourselves this much ever. We have a face for podcasting. That's that's what it is. It, it's funny because uh, as soon as Julie got her first shot yesterday, she came back. She was like, I'm so much closer to a manicure, pedicure, and getting my Botox done. <laughs> I said the same thing. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting other parts of your anatomy Botoxed. Hey, we don't have to talk about it on this show. <laughs> we out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.